0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Tap Calf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that has the foresight or the prescience to talk about the Chronicles of Narnia for a good five minutes the week before they name an episode after The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I am one of your hosts, Corey, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing this week, Eck?
1: I'm good. I'm quite well. Uh, yeah, I was. I, was uh, I actually had an audible laugh when... The title <laughs> came up for one it was a really good title but then i thought to our way too long discussion so yeah i mean we missed out on a red wall reference but uh i think we still
0: get the points so i'm willing to take it as soon as i saw it's like oh i should i should message jack about this i kind of did but i also like I you had explicitly instructed us not to to spoil anything for you because yeah. you said uh i quote Star Wars is shit and I have a better thing to do right now while the episode's on. So yeah, that, that was, I mean, it was a weird, weird conversation. To the have, the
1: episode, the episode's always going to be there, right? That's true. But well, I mean, it'll be
0: immediately spoiled.
1: Those clip channels uploading on... the, the
0: final shot to, is their thumbnail.
1: I saw that. Right yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Um, I didn't,
0: I didn't see that. I just assumed it would happen.
1: I saw so, some old, uh, some old Star Wars clip channels. Um, kind of come back from the ether just to spoil stuff before presumably returning to wherever they went on vacation.
0: <laughs> to pretty, effort. yeah, back to the realm of the mortis gods. Exactly. But we have, uh, we have an episode to talk about, uh, a bit of a retrospective to do and remember all the fun times we've had on the, the road here and mm-hmm. the potential of an Ahsoka season two to talk about as well. Uh, but before we get into that, any star Wars news that is, Has grabbed your interest?
1: Not really. I mean, it's been a pretty—I mean, I want to say it's been a slow week, but not really. Um, There was a a finale of a of a live action TV show that came out, but the the only news I'm really waiting for is whether we're getting a season two or not. well the we'll we'll
0: talk about this in a bit, but like the, the the Twitter posts are pretty consistent in how they do it, and the the twitter posts on the official star wars account say season finale here but on like mm-hmm. kenobi book of boba fett they said series finale or just finale oh did
1: they okay
0: but for mando I, it's that... always been season finale for ahsoka they said season finale after i think originally having it as series finale which got edited into season finale so i think that's that that's yeah. confirmation
1: but. I that was actually one of the first things I noticed because they said it right up because like when I turned on Disney Plus, um, it's like the only show I actually watch on my TV. When I turn on Disney Plus, it said at the very top banner, Ahsoka season finale. So, yeah, okay. I, I definitely noticed that as well.
0: Uh, but there is one other bit of news that I guess we could follow up on from last week uh, where did you get really big or did you just get a small alcohol? Got night? a
1: little got a little Bailey's. OK, one of my favorite drinks, but I don't can't really drink too much of it.
0: I only put it in milkshakes. I used to do that in university a lot. I haven't had it since then. But uh be good. But the last week we talked a bit about the Kotor trailer being taken down by Sony uh oh. on the PlayStation stuff. And there's been a bit more to that in that uh they came out and said uh they didn't have the the license to the music anymore, which like on the one hand sure that could be a lapsing of just I don't believe it whatever the music license is or you'd think the license that gave him the right to use the music would be that
1: they were publishing a Star Wars game so I if that's not a thing they're I've doing never, I've never in my life heard of a trailer for a game that's planning to come out being taken down because of music licensing issues
0: I mean how often would you care about
1: it other than
0: this situation? No, I, I guess
1: that is fair that is fair
0: But But at the same time, like the game isn't out yet. You'd think they'd have a bit more coverage there for a Star Wars game. And like the music rights for Star Wars are always kind of weird. I forget what the song was in the trailer, but there's like it's not it's usually not the music being owned by Lucasfilm or Disney. It's like Sony. So there has been weird shit with that before where like there were the stories about George Lucas wanting to get some like people Mm -hmm. who have done fan covers of some of the songs on YouTube to come to Skywalker Ranch and then in the process of doing that like Sony or yeah Sony uh copyright claimed the videos which is kind of ironic now with Sony PlayStation yeah but yeah so it, it's been a thing before but I I don't think it's a an answering of all of our Kotor questions
1: okay you're going to spend 100 million dollars making a game M- maybe not that much maybe more who knows you're going to spend a, a lot of millions upon millions of dollars making a game You've released. You're planning to release a hype trailer, um, and you're you're acquiring all of your assets and all of your, your rights for the music. I just I don't believe that they would have one that would lapse before or shortly after the game release. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense um, to me at all. Yeah, it, it's yeah, not great, not great. But anywho. So we've got
0: the Ahsoka finale. Uh, What have your thoughts overall been on the on the season? Where would you rank it in your pantheon of Star Wars live action shows?
1: I've been trying. I've been kind of wondering about that question all day. Um, It wasn't um, like I've said this before and it holds after the finale. Um, Its worst episodes were better than the worst episodes of other shows um i think it ended kind of like i i if the two episodes the, the final two episodes would have kept up the quality of the three before that it probably would have been approaching number one for me um but i thought the, two, the last two episodes were a bit of a letdown they were a little clunky at times nothing like egregious like nothing like kenobi level um but I think I'd probably put it definitely under Mando Season 1, probably under Mando Season 2 as well, um, and under Andor, and then probably right there.
0: Okay, I think that's fair. Yeah. I It's probably number two for me, like, after Andor. I feel like Andor and Ahsoka are kind of the best versions of what Star Wars has done in different ways, mm-hmm. where, like, I think the the highs of Mando are higher, but there's also not a season of Mando where if I went back and rewatched it, that I wouldn't be skipping a couple episodes and where mm-hmm. I regularly skip a couple episodes. So mm-hmm. I think it, what it does, it does well. Uh, and it delivered what I kind of expected from it, which is good, but it also feels like the resolution didn't resolve anything. Like it's, it felt more like a season finale, or uh sorry, a mid season finale than an actual finale for a season. And especially for a series knowing that it's it's going to be years before we see what happens next for any of these characters because like we had ezra mm. go back to the known galaxy with thrawn not yeah well with thrawn and now we have ahsoka and sabine on pretty still Balin and chin on pretty still and uh it's hard to really say what the conflict was that got resolved over the course of the season
1: yeah, it, it kind of asked more questions than answered for sure. Um, it it like it still feels like a prologue to a bigger story, and maybe that is the point. Maybe it's not. Um, but but yeah, that's definitely like uh, the finale could have answered something or could have even just kind of set up Thrawn a bit more because we don't even yeah. know what he's planning still. Um, I thought the last shot would be him kind of as the episode was going on. I definitely thought he was going to be reuniting with the fifth fleet. Um, or we'd see something like that, but no, still pretty uh, still pretty mysterious. Or the Seventh Fleet, rather. Still pretty mysterious.
0: I mean, Leto, leaving aside what he's planning, it didn't even really show too much of what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, the the threat that it's setting up, I do, I did think going in that, like, it's going to set up Thrawn rather than resolve Thrawn, and instead it'd mm-hmm. be, like, Morgan and Balin, especially Balin that got resolved. Uh, but the... Obviously, that didn't happen with Balin. We still... Are kind of at the start of his story but for people who didn't watch rebels or who haven't read the books I don't know that you really got a sense of why Mm. anyone should be that afraid of Thrawn like he he did develop the genius counter encirclement tactic and the uh, shoot things behind you tactic which Mm -hmm. I mean military historians are gonna be studying those ones for years But we didn't we didn't because he was engaging with like the core group of heroes, it's kind of the same thing as with Rebels, where you don't get to see him succeed at much or show why he's scary. I think in Rebels you get a better sense of why he's scary than you do here.
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking like how it would have changed that and also improved the last two episodes. I think it would have been kind of cool to have because there was like a lot of kind of pointless little skirmishes, I thought in the last two episodes. Um, I think it would have been neat for there to be an, a new subplot introduced, where Sabine, Ahsoka, and uh, Ezra are trying to contact the New Republic and warn them that Thrawn is there, uh, that that he's coming. Like they somehow find out like how where the road back leads, and then we think they're going to fail. Because you know Thrawn needs to be the villain, but they actually succeed, and he gets they get a whole fleet ready, just waiting for him at the other side. Then he comes at a hyperspace and just rips them apart. I think that would have been a cool way to kind of show up his uh, show, like oh the usual nonsense isn't going to work. Um, he just beat them with a half broken star destroyer and a hyperspace ring. I thought it would have been yeah. kind of a cool way to end the to end the series or end the season rather.
0: Well, especially with so much setting up of like we had so many fleet shots of home one fleet mm-hmm. and then we had those three vespers that got separated from the group uh mm-hmm. on sea toss that it seemed like there there was an opportunity to have them come in and mess stuff up and really end on a more ominous note like the uh the night sister death army is definitely interesting but that's like we haven't seen what that's going to be like i mean it's, i'm assuming mm-hmm. it's night sisters that are in the coffins instead of like I don't mm-hmm. know, just a bunch of flower arrangements that he wants to plant somewhere. Yep. But like we've we've had this before where it didn't pay off either, because it's there was a moment in Legends where we saw a knight sister trying to make an army and got a bunch of these cryogenically frozen I they were in carbonite Sith troopers, and you got like the, the look at Sillery looking at her new domain
1: mm-hmm. and it was
0: very similar, very reminiscent of what happened. At the end of Ahsoka, and does that just mean that we're doomed to never get those answers?
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's a good question. I'm I'm not sure. Um I I imagine the chances of getting an answer here are probably better, but um <laughs> I mean I hope so. But yeah, they definitely like you're right. If you didn't know who Thrawn al- already was, you're probably kind of asking what's the big deal here.
0: Did I ever tell you that like what the or talk to you about what the, the Forces of Corruption sequel slash further expansion was going to be. Yeah, the
1: Sith one, right? Yeah, that would have been. Why don't you tell the viewers, though? Yeah, so
0: at the end of Forces of Corruption, there's a Night sister who works for this underground or underworld faction. She goes and she finds this frozen and carbonite Sith army. And I was able to talk to the developers because I never got a chance to do a sequel or any kind of follow up about what their plans there were. And around the time of like the darkness crisis, they were gonna have a sequel where, like, this resurgent Sith faction had a bunch of stuff from Revan's time. That would have been, uh, that would have been fun to fit into the the timeline. So,
1: especially given the other lost Sith for, Sith tribe, yeah, from just Sith times everywhere. in the past about to reemerge. Yeah, although was... I guess I guess they would have been forced to change that probably. Yeah, it never has fate of the Jedi been so relevant. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, do you? We get the no, brief I don't scene think of it's Balin. That
0: lot. Okay. But I no, agree. Continue. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just gonna like. Do you think what Balin's doing is some is like some sort of version of the ones that's calling to him, or is it just like the abstract idea of their power that they were protecting, calling to them? Because they were like the guardians of whatever power, and now they're dead. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely that more so. Like, there's a lot of, you know, the Abilaw thing. There's a lot of misunderstanding because almost nobody's read the books. How dare um, you! And there's been, like, of all the lore YouTube videos that have been made, I'd say less than ten percent are by people who have read the books. Um, so there's I, like I a lot. I think ten
0: percent would be generous.
1: I was basically counting me and you, okay. but um, but there's a lot of um kind of misinformation about her, and kind of a lot of missing of the the bigger picture mm-hmm. like we already talked we talked last episode about how like thematically she, she is isn't the cynical, yeah, exactly um but like even from like a behind the scenes standpoint, like. Abloth was something that the writers of the books kind of tacked on to what was coming out in the Clone Wars like it wasn't a it wasn't like Dave Filoni's plan to have yeah. Abloth be a thing. Um I don't really know what he thought about her. Maybe that's something um so maybe that's out there somewhere. I don't know if he I knows about her. Right. I like I don't assume it's um it's a major consequence to him. Now, could they you know, mine from the idea of there being some ancient power that these, that that even these powerful entities were worried about. Sure. But like, I, it's not going to be like it was.
0: Yeah. Like the, it's such a, like maybe in the most abstract sense, Abeloth as a concept could show up Mm -hmm. or just like the, the chaos that's unleashed from the ones or something. But yeah. she's not gonna possess Luke's girlfriend or run for office or anyone. Not of that Mara's stuff. Luke's,
1: Luke's older girlfriend. Mara's dead at this point.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, it,
1: it's Run for office, yeah.
0: <laughs> Easily the best parts. But the Yeah, so Balin probably doesn't even know there's no way he would know that Ahsoka is the kind of living embodiment of the daughter now who I kind of wonder if her statue lost its head earlier or like the yeah. moment that she died to save Ahsoka, her head just exploded.
1: Yeah. And plus, to save Ahsoka. Yeah. And more. I was right there as well, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, fucking birds somehow flew between galaxies. No, obviously it's a, but like, I like that moment. That was a moment that felt very rebels to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully like if they continue down this path, we get a bit more of it. Um, and maybe that's kind of how Ahsoka's story ends, kind of when she's on this mystical path. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I I, I got to say, I actually didn't see the brother. I was because it's a pretty short scene when you yeah. see uh, Balin. It reminded me a lot, and other people have made this connection of concept art from uh, from the earlier version of Episode Nine um, called um, "Duel of the Fates" by Colin Trevorrow. There's some concept art that shows like a giant cube. Um, I can't remember. I don't think that's on Morris. I think that's on um, one of the other planets. I can't remember the name of it. Renacor or something. But if um, it would be kind of wild if I started digging from that to uh, to, to get new plot ideas. <laughs>
0: yeah. But do you, so do you think uh, Ahsoka's ever coming back from from there, I did until you just asked me. Um, I I only ask leading questions.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I didn't really consider the fact that she might not, because I think you said this. It's a lot easier to to do it tw- the second time, where like you kind of know what's up. You got to build a, sh- a strong enough hyperdrive, but hopefully the coordinates are saved somewhere.
0: Yeah, like you. I don't know if you can like record that if you're Ezra sitting on the shuttle while you're yeah. on the way back. Because, like, the hard part is getting the map. And we know at least the Eye Scion has the coordinates now and mm-hmm. the nav data. So you just mm-hmm. got to convince people to do an expedition to do it. So that's one way you get Sabine and Ahsoka back. But, like, if Ahsoka has to stay and become the guardian or whatever of some Lord of the Rings-inspired situation, she's one of the Myr now or whatever, uh, then maybe she doesn't come back, but Sabine does... Or, like, the the way that Morai is able to get all over the place however she wants. And, like, the Obi-Wan even says in the Mortis episode of, like, I don't think we're in our galaxy anymore, Anakin. Yeah. And if they just go in the, the Mortis hypercube and come back that way, I think there's a few ways that they can get back. And I don't think you want to do another show of, like, Ezra trying to find his way to Sabine and no, the resolution there not. that Sabine comes back and Ezra's stuck there now. Always, It's like one That's, of those logic problems of like, if you can move two people this way and one person now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ezra can't share the Eye of Zion with Sabine and <laughs> Sabine can't share the Chimera with Ahsoka.
0: <laughs> if you must always trade four women to bring back two men. Then <laughs> yeah, one? exactly.
1: Keep the show from going woke.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> galaxy...
1: The galaxy Keep all the women cool. in the gay galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, do you think it's more likely to get Savine back through conventional means or through magical world between worlds, Mortis Hypercube shenanigans?
1: I don't know. Like, I was go- kind of going into things. I was just like, they still have their ship. I've kind of just been assuming that they would make their way back traditionally, but I don't know. What do you think? Like, it it just seems like it wouldn't
0: be that exciting for anyone to be like, oh, Mm -hmm. we also got to do the expedition to get out to Paridia. And that had set up too much of a like, oh, well, people will just be able to go there whenever they want now, but I think they want to avoid. So even if I think it would be just from an out of universe, like this is what I do perspective, easy to get there and get back. If you just convince the new Republic that it's worthwhile, Mm-hmm. I do think, like to to stick with keeping it this mystical, distant place. It's probably going to be some kind of magical shenanigans. Like it'll probably have something to do with Morai. Yeah,
1: and I think that's the one way that they can. Nope. Justin has,
0: Justin has frozen. He's usually back in a second after that. Okay. Okay. You were mm-hmm. saying there was
1: one way. And then you. you oh, die. I was going to say, there's like. That's one potential way they get around the death of Ray Stevenson, where his character is like obviously off to go do something. Um, maybe we kind of see, like, maybe from the perspective of Ahsoka and um, Sabine, we see, you know, they're already being called to by something in distance. Like, uh, at least that's the kind of feeling I was getting during that last scene, other than Anakin. Um, So, like, maybe he starts something happening and they go to kind of investigate it and they see kind of what he's done along the way Mm -hmm. um, without him actually having to be present.
0: Yeah, like, it could turn into a thing to work Shin back in there as well, where she realizes that leading a bunch of warg hunters isn't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And then wants to go on a spirit quest to find him. Like, I I don't think that they'd shy away from recasting ray stevenson even if they have for the original trilogy actors like if that mm-hmm. if that ends up being what makes the most sense i wouldn't have a problem with it like i think star wars fans do need to just accept that we're we're soap opera fans fundamentally yeah and in that world you just get used to sometimes there's a recast sometimes there's a yeah, shift
1: if you want to tell a story over you know in Rebels as being the story of Ahsoka is like, you know, a couple decades old, almost, you know, partially animation. But if you want to tell these big, long sweeping stories, people are going to die or people are going to move on. Yeah. Um, so, or you're just
0: not going to be able to afford some of the, the cast anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah. So do you think we are likely to get an Ahsoka season two, or you think it's going to come in? Yeah. I, way? I, oh, he's, The Swifties have done it again.
1: I'd say that makes it more likely that they keep on the, uh, but I also like, I, I've said this before when the numbers have been really high, like I don't, I, the the numbers mean very little to me because the methodology that they use is outdated to to secure the numbers. They're completely non-transparent, which is one of the things the writers were fighting for. It's like Netflix, Disney plus Paramount plus they don't tell fucking anybody what their numbers are. So nobody knows like what they should be getting if residuals did exist for streaming. Um, And that's going to change in a limited sense, I guess, but I would like to see, like, I don't, I want this to be a kind of, I think the story deserves to have its, to have its time told. Um, I think we, we should just be scratching the surface. So I don't, I don't want to move to one movie. Um, especially where the era itself just seems like it's got so many fun stories left. There's so many fun characters. Like I'm not done with Mando. And I do feel like the movie is going to try to be a Mm bow on the era as a whole. And then they probably move on. Yeah.
0: But going in, I was thinking that you set Thrawn up as a villain and then you just do whatever you want to do with him and Mando. He bounces between Mm -hmm. his implications in different shows. But so much of what's left here is like, the Rebels characters in Ahsoka have a lot to be resolved, like where are they keeping Zeb? Why is he dead? Uh, getting back Sabine, getting back uh, Ahsoka. How are the shipping yeah. wars going to turn out? So it'd be hard not to resolve that in... Like, you can't have a movie about stopping Thrawn that's also half about what at like, doing the rest of what Ahsoka and Sabine are doing and what Balin's doing. And I think that would be a step farther than they want to go in terms of saying like, you have to have watched Ahsoka to know what's going on. I think they want to, as much as you have these kinds of backgrounds going on, like building up some of the characters, you want people to be able to go into the theater, not know who Thrawn is necessarily yet, and still Mm -hmm. be able to understand like why you're following this to on a spirit quest. I don't think people would really yeah. get that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's good analysis. But will it be like 3 years
0: before we can get another season?
1: Yeah, like and again, part of that is like everything is so uncertain, um especially with like the writer strike. Like it's very possible that in a world where there is no writers and also actor strike cuz the actors play a huge role in mm-hmm. promoting these things. Like, it's very possible that in a world with no writer and actor strike that season two is already announced Um, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, Is it the kind of thing
0: that like Filoni already had an outline for when he finished season one as well?
1: I mean, I would assume so. Um, Yeah, I I would think you don't just get the guy back and spend all that time because it's not it's not a finished story right now. It's just it's just not. So I don't see how you couldn't. Uh, or how you could not have a plan.
0: Yeah, like the, on the grand scheme of things, or in the grand scheme of things, the writer strike hasn't been that long and they've reached a deal no. now. So, yeah, like, I don't think Ahsoka season two would be something that it had a huge impact on, maybe on the announcement of stuff, but, uh, like, obviously it pushed back some of the shows that we already knew about, but we yeah. were getting to the end of the of the stuff that had been announced all those years ago that was still being made. So, like, we don't know what is still, like, there's Acolyte, there's Skeleton Crew, there's Bad Batch Season sure, 3. Yep. But beyond that, there's Tales of the Jedi, I guess. But even leading, leaving aside animation, because that's usually a different side of things.
1: Yeah.
0: But like, what else is there live action? Well, However many scenes in Mando, the two shows we already know are finished, and what else was kind of coming down the pipe? Because that only really um, got us into... Along with Andor into the end of next year,
1: yeah. Um, I guess like there's was the games, obviously in the Lando show, um, which is
0: now seemingly a movie,
1: right? And then there's like a million movies which are or are, are not happening. No one really knows. So mm-hmm. it just it seems like all of fandom right now, like is like I, I think Star Wars needs a movie. Um, I think Marvel needs a movie as well like I don't know just seeing it's to me like Star Wars is definitely in a slow period but Marvel like feels like it's been on and I say this as like someone who's not as involved in Marvel it's just it seems like it's lost a lot of its uh, cultural impact after you know the big uh, end game I guess and like Guardians did okay uh, Fox Office wise I think it did well but like before, you'd never see, really, a Marvel movie flop. And we've seen a couple. Like, Ant-Man was the big one, which was supposed to set up, you know, the next Thanos, pretty much, or introduce him. Um, and I, I do kind of wonder whether, like, they may have overestimated... Like, I, f- I feel like Mando may have led to them overestimating how much TV needs to come out, because it was yeah. such, like, a smash runaway success.
0: Yeah. I think it's so... The, the biggest thing that I can kind of point to for a parallel is actually reality shows of like these long mm-hmm. running franchises where the first thing you're going to do is going to get a lot of attention, especially if it's the first thing in a long time, which is mm-hmm. like why the trilogies you have uh, the OT, the prequels and the sequel trilogy all doing really well. And the stuff that comes out, like as you go through the trilogies, you see the exact same slope of falling off throughout all three, like the box office totals how they change between the movies is almost identical percentage-wise, and that's kind of just what happens. Like, you can find a decent amount of saturation, like what the right amount to come out is, but I think something on both the production side and the fan side that gets brought up a lot is like, oh, well, look at the declining numbers, that's because it's all trash, but you could be releasing stuff of the exact same quality the whole time, but as people get more used to it, as they're kind of like the buildup of, like, not having time to follow through on everything, or is losing interest because it is a thing you're used to now, you get that reducing until you have a kind of core audience. And that's mm-hmm. what's happened with like Survivor and Big Brother, where they started with like 60 million people watching season one and two, but now it's settled more of like five to 10 people, million people per episode. Like there's going to be that fall off with anything. And there, these all have such huge budgets pumped into them that it's difficult to make your money back on any movie. And mm-hmm. Like you could see that with similar box office numbers for a lot of movies where one is like, oh, that one was such a success and this one isn't. But the I feel like some of the budgets just have to drop and just be okay with that. But yeah. I went to see the new Poirot movie that came out the like the Agatha Christie adaptations. Oh, and yeah. in the trailers beforehand, like all of the movie trailers are like, this movie, whatever movie it is, this is it's it's made to be seen in theaters. Please come watch it in theaters because I, I don't think we want to go to theaters anymore in the first place. It's difficult,
1: but well, it's also expensive. Like, it's just just like like everything is expensive. Like people aren't even on YouTube. Like 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 it, like it feels like viewers are down not just my channels are fine but like i I read that like you know viewer viewership is going down a, a little bit and it's just like people have less time for leisure like it's just how it is people are working mm-hmm. it's fucking expensive <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like you've been stuck inside for so long watching so much shit as well that a lot of people aren't going to yeah. be getting back to the same viewing habits of staying inside and watching stuff all night and with like seven or eight cinematic franchises that are Competing with each other. like, Yeah. And if you compare the quality, like the stuff that's coming out now as these kind of almost movie quality TV shows, they're still not quite what you'd expect from a movie. But like if you compare what you're getting from shows like this, shows like the Marvel shows, Star Trek, uh, basically like even Game of Thrones, the uh, Game of Thrones prequels, Wheel of Time, all that stuff, if you compare that to what you'd expect from a TV show like 15 Smallville. years ago, yeah, like, even the biggest shows wouldn't have been able to hold a candle to, like, the relative quality between shows and movies is way smaller. Like, the difference there is way smaller now than it was before. So mm-hmm. when you have stuff like the uh, the scene where they're on the on the shuttle, like, it looked... It was the thing that looked worse to me in this season other than Ahsoka's headband where you could see them against the backdrop and it looked yeah. like you were on like it yeah. was just even that would have looked much better than what you'd expect from a show doing this kind of thing that many years ago. And like the more they're pumping money into this stuff, the harder it is going to be to get a return on it.
1: Yeah, or like, you know, on the on an old show, like what Marvel was on Netflix for, or when they were doing like the old uh is it called uh, agents of shield or whatever yeah. instead of having you know yeah you'd go to the other galaxy but it's like oh you have to stay in your ship the whole time <laughs> you know <laughs> um so it's yeah there are issues with the volume and there are issues with these other technologies but like mm. they're at least able to try like I feel like when it comes to Star Wars and Marvel people really ignore and I'm guilty of this too ignore the the real fact that these shows have budgets. These are not movies. These are TV shows. Um it's it's also part of partially their fault because they don't treat them like TV shows. They yeah. treat them like eight eight or six part movies. Um so
0: Yeah, like the it is such a weird space to be in where like Andor with 12 episodes was able to get a lot more done. Yeah. And when you're trying to have so much higher of a budget per episode, then you're really packing stuff in there. So I think Ahsoka did a decent job with the pacing to get through a lot. But even then, it, it just ended without addressing a lot of what it was setting up and didn't pay off a lot of what it's setting up. Like we never for the entire time that is, that Sabine and Ezra were together, It was kind of the the contentious point was like, she's not telling him how she got there, how they found him. She still hasn't told him how she found him. She had that conversation with Ahsoka. I thought when all three were together, that's when they do it, because then you don't have the same conversation twice with different people. But instead, she had that conversation with Ahsoka and then Ezra was gone. And so that's still something that may never happen now, because like, when do you have that conversation later?
1: Yeah, it, it, this show, I mean, obviously Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi really needed more time because they, 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 I'd say they suffered more, but this is a show where I think those extra episodes could have been really interesting.
0: I think Book um, of Boba Fett had enough episodes, it's just the Mandalorian, took two of them, in order to do something that really hurt the Mandalorian as well, and reversing everything you know, that happened at the end of season two.
1: <laughs> which is funny because, wasn't Book of Boba Fett only seven episodes? Yes. Yeah.
0: Is it? Yeah, because it was five and six that were with Mando, and then it was seven that just wrapped it all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Shaking my head. Yeah, I, I hope. Like I've said it before, I would like also a. I mean, not a sitcom, but a, a Star Wars show with you know, sixteen episode season or twenty episode seasons, and I'm willing to accept lower budget, um, for it. Yeah. And I'm willing to accept it not having to be you know hinting Palpatine's ominous nutsack like off <laughs> causing dark disturbances, you know.
0: I I feel like that would change the ratings and then fewer people can watch it anyways. That one's yeah, probably safe.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, is there anything else that we should talk about with Ezra and Sabine especially? I guess like the them riding on the same wolf thing that keeps yeah. the, the speculation alive. The ships are still there.
1: Yeah. There was a moment where he like put his hand around her stomach and I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be reading Twitter about news? that in, fa- in fan fiction for 30 years. Uh, no, I thought, I thought it was good. I mean, I was surprised that I I guess the way things were moving, I was expecting her to gain force powers. I'm not mad about it. I didn't really love the, the Jedi push that, that Kanan usually did. Um, what their, just, their double jump. Yeah. Yeah. Cause remember Kanan did that with Ezra all the time, yeah. but, um,
0: yeah, I, th- I actually like that for that reason. Cause it was like a yeah. thing that she knew She'd was seen, possible yeah. and was a thing that Ezra, like it's right in his wheelhouse. That's in the pocket for Ezra. And like part of what seems to have opened up, Sabine's ability to actually use the force was finding Ezra and resolving that a little bit like at least dealing with the guilt that she hadn't found him yet Yeah, and so being able to like contribute a bit to opening the door then get the lightsaber when she really needed to and then when she really really needed to like Mm -hmm. she used the force to do the thing that she's been trying to do for 10 years send Mm -hmm. Ezra home so I think if there's anything that's that's really going to pull it out for her It would be that.
1: I think that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. Just kind of looks a little cheesy, I think.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was always going to look cheesy like in live action, but I think like given the context. That was I think that was the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, the uh, the action scenes were also really bad in the finale. I thought Uh, when they'd generally been pretty good um, all season, um yeah, it they weren't great. Uh especially the there were the scene there were two scenes that really stuck out to me, the the bombardment, obviously, and the uh the kind of open air or the open room lightsaber fight I thought left a lot to be desired.
0: Yeah, like we had such a good couple duels in episode four, and then yeah. we haven't really gone back to that sense. Like there was a bit of one with Shin and Ezra and Sabine, but that was in the context of a wider fight. And it is like the villain that we did kind of resolve the plot with here was Morgan. And Morgan has felt like she's fallen like she never really got all that much characterization or focus mm-hmm. beyond just like she was the villain that made the plot go from A to B. Where yeah. there was a bit of like the for Dathomir instead of for the Empire setting up maybe some tension between Throne and the Night Sisters, but Like Morgan just felt like such a a plot device rather than a character. So Mm -hmm. having that final duel between her and Ahsoka didn't really feel like there was much emotional weight. There doesn't feel like there's anything between those characters. And like, great, she has Towson's sword, but I I don't think it was quite the same as if we'd been. Mm-hmm. Working more with Balin or even having Shin back or something. Like I know mm-hmm. those characters are gone for a reason, but considering that reason is no longer part of the uh the main plot of the show, it just did feel like there wasn't a fight that was mm-hmm. that felt like it was the culmination of anything.
1: Yeah, I, I actually I didn't mind her as a character just because you're right that she didn't have a lot in terms of character development or even personality, but I thought her fanaticism itself made her made, made it her her fanaticism itself made her kind of interesting in a way. Um, I, I I did enjoy that last duel. It was different. It had a kind of cool dynamic choreography wise, but yeah, I I definitely get what you mean with it was their second duel, but there wasn't, you know, a real rivalry built up between them.
0: Yeah. Like we've seen them fight, as, like, in Mandalorian and here now, and it's, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel like it had that much weight, because you kind of know he, she's doing it to to give time for the Sisters to get away, rather than mm-hmm. Thrawn. Whether that's going to come to anything, I'm not sure. But, like, the fact that that fight happening the way it did came against what Hu Yang and Sabine had said of, like, we should stick together. Mm-hmm. And, like, we know Ahsoka can wipe the floor with her probably like even with a bunch of other people around them and even with her fancy sword now. So like having her, Ezra and Sabine there, that fight just didn't need to happen that way. They could have just wrecked her and
1: moved on. Yeah. He could have just like, um, Ezra just walked behind her and I was just thinking that dude just needs to stab her and it's over. (laughs) I've learned
0: from other sword fights that being behind someone's an advantage.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: There's three of them, and Asoka's gonna be fighting them anyways. You know, you're mm-hmm. probably gonna find someone else upstairs. They kill her. They go upstairs. They kill the zombies, and on they move. No problem. It's, yeah. Everyone's good. They just need to listen to Huyang.
1: The Death Trooper zombies are cool. Okay, everyone's like good design. except for
0: Huyang. I should. He would. He yeah. would have been left there. So maybe. Maybe yeah. he needed supervision. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Hu Yang was cool. I was I was a little worried about him. He disappeared for a bit in the episode. I was like, uh-oh, but he shut up. He's there at the end, just just vibing.
0: Yeah. Fix the spaceship somehow like that. That's some good mechanic work. Getting all those yeah. little... They, under- job.
1: they understand the mechanical aspects of the other galaxy. It's fine. Don't worry about it.
0: Well, the, the Hu Yang just has to tell them what to do. That's he's, true. He's a multitasker. He's a technical person. He's got four hands of, him, of his own, and then he just points like, you weld here, you weld here. Until it skills. turns out
1: that like they've got uh, Square head screwdrivers in Paridia and Phillips <laughs> head in The old galaxy and they're fucked
0: <laughs> I feel like screwdriver heads are one of the, the Few universal Things you can expect You need to have the right shape to have the Right amount of force to apply Well you
1: just gotta get the You just gotta get the one that has like six different ones You pop one out you switch it in Those are my favorite
0: yeah, they're the ones that like you open up and then you twist it and then come down. Rather than die. yeah, yeah, those are the best.
1: Yeah, better than the the poking it through. The poking through can be annoying because if you lose one, you're basically fucked. <laughs> like you're you're it's it's dangerous territory. It's like the but, uh, just,
0: do you ever have the the pencils? That were yes. like the little lead you pull out. and
1: Yeah, mechanical pencils. No,
0: not even not even the mechanical pencils where it's like you press the button and then the lead comes out and oh, fill it Oh I mean, the shittiest it? ones. Yeah, those just were the those little sucked. nubs. Yeah, those
1: they were like, the worst. And if you lost one, you were also fucked with yeah, that. Yeah, it was...
0: You run out slightly, you put it in the back, and then it still doesn't come all the way out anymore. It was just I uh,
1: I don't think I ever came dangerous. close to making making it through all the way of those. Same with mechanical pencils. I used to chew on them. I had a bad habit chewing on things oral fixation (laughs) i I forget what freud said how i was abused or fucked up to get an oral fixation but just chewing all my pencils
0: (laughs) better than having an anal fixation with your pencils that gets you sent out of class
1: well i'd probably enjoy the anal one more but if i had it right
0: (laughs) what could have been (laughs) Uh, So we've covered Ezra and Sabine mostly. I think we covered Mm -hmm. a fair amount with Ahsoka by proxy, at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, Morgan, Thrawn, Balin—any other major topics eating at you with uh, the finale?
1: No, I want to sit on it and see how I feel. Like I kind of (laughs) want to rewatch the whole. What? (laughs) I swear I don't have the anal fixation. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I do now, subliminally anyway. (laughs) Um, So everything, see how it feels. But uh, yeah, I want to give the show a rewatch. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the finale. Like I said, the last two episodes, probably the weakest of the lot, which kind of sucks to end on that note. But overall, good season. Very excited for more.
0: Yeah, Uh, maybe we'll do another retrospective on it at some point between now and Mm -hmm. when there's another live action show, because that'll be a while. Uh, Fill in some of the content gaps between our own book episodes. Uh, Next week, we will not be doing an episode because I am going to be away on family business. The week after, though, uh, unless Ek decides he wants to read Cataclysm, me and Ilkin will be talking about Cataclysm. Well, either way, me and Ilkin will be. I don't think Ek's going to be... Knocking out Ilkan, but Ilkan will at least be there. Eck probably won't. I've, I've
1: wanted to at times.
0: That's to hash out on Biryo later. Yep. Uh, the week after that, are we going to be trying to do the first High Republic book th- or Phase Three book?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
0: Alright, So uh, we'll do that, and then following that, we will hopefully be getting back into the Yuzang Vang War. Yeah, And
1: each time in the description bang.
0: we'll in the title we'll spell it a different way based on a former comment spelling of Yuzon Bong.
1: That's a good I like that idea.
0: Oh yeah, there we go.
1: Yeah. Yuzon Von Bismarck.
0: The the Bong ones are always the funniest. Oh
1: Dick Butkus died. You ever heard of him? He's like a Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Alright, well. I think we all go and grieve in our
0: own ways, and we'll also go and play some video games over. Oh on my god!
1: You didn't even talk about the anal fixation. I just talked about. I just brought up dick butt
0: Well, what do you want me to do about it? I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm trying, trying to right. save. Rest you here. in
1: peace. The man just died. Anyways, the man just died. Let's give him a break.
0: <laughs> it's not him that would be in question here. It's he...
1: <laughs> old, uh, old Dick's gonna be up at the at the pearly gates. He's just gonna fucking ream who is the who's the guy at the gate again uh saint peter yeah he's just gonna fucking ream saint peter just big heavy late tackle all right there it is